This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why, if you're having a problem, you might consider showing need, not anger, and we'll talk about an intriguing five senses know yourself better question. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from Kansas City is my sister, Elizabeth Krepp. I just saw you in Kansas City, Elizabeth. It was so fun. Yes, it was awesome. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and I am back in KC for the first time since Christmas 2019. Yeah, and I went to go see you and Adam and Jack and our parents, and... You and I had not been face-to-face since Christmas 2019. It didn't feel like so much time had passed, but it really had been a long time. Yes, and Mom and Dad and I were all saying, as soon as we got there, I mean, like 10 minutes later, it felt like I had just seen them yesterday. So Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, but it's so nice to be reunited and not go so long, hopefully ever again. Yes, and you're recording from the laundry room, which is Just our like, new yes. our new studio, Casey's studio in, yes. my, in our parents' laundry room. Live from the laundry room. <laughs> Live from the laundry room. And Alyssa, speaking of Kansas City, a few episodes ago, you mentioned how much you were looking forward to hearing a particular sound of Casey. Yes. When we were talking about our five senses of the summer, I, all of mine took place in Kansas City, and I wanted to hear the cicadas, and you and I got a clip of that. Yes, we made a recording when we were together. Chuck, will you play the recording? Right, we're here in Kansas City, and I'm loving these cicadas. Yeah, listen to that. My uh, favorite sound, one of my favorite sounds. It's Kansas City in August. Yep. And Gretchen, 
when you left last night, the cicadas were even louder, believe it or not. I was like, oh, I wish we were recording now. They were so loud. And of course, I love every second of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we launch in, we are getting ready to do our Ask Us Anything very special episode coming up next week. So thank you so much to everybody who's already sent in questions, and please continue to send in more questions. Um, We're really looking forward to doing that. That's Mm going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So let's say this week our Try This at Home tip is if you need help, show your need, not your anger. Mm, This sounds wise, Gretchen. But explain how you were inspired. Yeah. So we were in an airport. Liza, Eleanor, and I were in an airport a while back and we were getting ready to board. And as we were standing in line, a young woman came up to the gate and she was visibly distressed. She was shaking. Um, and, and she kept saying, but I have to be on this flight. I, I, I got a, t- I got a, t- uh, a notification on my phone that said that it wasn't boarding for an hour and I'm here now. And they're like, oh, but your, your flight left an hour ago. And she's like, but I have to be on that flight. And the thing that was interesting to me is she kept talking about like, oh, well, she'd had this notification that had been wrong that had given her the wrong information, but she didn't dwell on it. And she just kept saying, I have to be on that flight. I have to be on that flight. And they were saying, it's okay. We'll we'll get you there. It, we'll we'll find a way, and you know, calm down, and and like we'll fix this. And I thought, and I even said this to Liza and Eleanor. I was like, if it had been me, I think my <laughs> instinct would have been to say, it's your fault. You screwed up, and then then the whole conversation would be like, who screwed up? Who got it wrong? I'll show you my app. They'll tell me why they're right. I'm wrong, yeah. and the whole thing would have become about accusation and blame. Mm. You know, apportionment. But instead, because she was just like, I need to be on that flight. And she was so visibly distressed, it made others want to help her. And I was like, she was really wise not to get distracted by anger, which would have made others defensive, but to just sort of insist on like, I need help. And I just thought that is a much more constructive frame to approach this problem because the fact is it didn't matter whose fault it was. At that moment, what mattered was she needed to get wherever she was going. I don't even know where she was going. That was clearly the most important thing. Put aside who's right, who's wrong, who screwed up. And also like the desire to exonerate yourself, to be like, I missed my flight, but it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault, which I would have been very distracted by that. Who cares? Nobody cares. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Gretchen, I'm like you. I think my reaction would be to get angry, even yeah. though intellectually I know that's not going to help because yeah. people don't want to help you when you're angry at them. No, it makes them defensive and it makes them angry. And I will say Adam is the opposite. Adam mm. is like he's he'll be totally nice, totally uh, sympathetic. And he, you know, if I get angry about something, it really bothers him. Mm. Rightly so. So I have seen this in action. I mean, I've seen myself be the person who's like, but we s- clearly yeah. stated this yeah. when I called yes. and yes. I don't yes. want this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yes. obnoxious. Um, yeah. It's just that we get very you and I, and I think many people, it's like yeah. you have a physical reaction to these yes. situations, as this yes. woman obviously did as well. Yes. yes. But it leads to anger as opposed to just asking for help. Yeah. And it is not constructive. 
Well, I was t- talking to mom and I was saying like how one time I got really, really angry and frustrated because I was in a hotel. And you know how in a lot of hotels they have these like really innovative, confusing ways of like, how do you turn the lights on and off? How yes. do you get the shower to work? So I was standing there, I was all undressed and I couldn't get, I could not figure out how to get the shower to work, which of course you feel like such an idiot. Yes. So there I was, I was freezing cold, I was naked. I couldn't get the shower to work, so I called up, and and I started saying things to the person. Like, I don't understand why a hotel of all places would have a technology that's unfamiliar. You know that none of us have been here before. I'm like, this person can't help me. It's not this person's fault. Yes. And mom, mom said, oh, I have a friend who's just like, she's seen her just be like, oh, I don't know, but maybe you can help me. I am really in a pickle, like really just yeah. not being angry, not showing frustration, but just showing like, wow, I really need help. Maybe you can be the one to help me and inviting others to help. Yes. Now, Gretchen, I will say the problem with this try this at home is when you're in this sort of moment is exactly when it's hard to be mindful. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So it's going to take practice. I don't know yes. that it will happen all at once. We have, yes. we have to like state an intention. Yes. And then <laughs> when we slip up, state it again. And over time, yes. hopefully we'll evolve out of these <laughs> unpleasant defensive reactions and and will be more likable. We'll be more evolved. Well, and the thing is, like speaking for myself and in, in, in from previous experience, probably what will happen is like for a few seconds, maybe many seconds, I will be very angry. Yes. I will be pointing the finger and then I'll be like, I'll, I'll, all of a sudden it'll be like, the idea will occur to me, hey, go a different way. Yes. You know, and, and, and then I'll redirect myself like even in mid-sentence. And and one thing I want to say is, you know, people might say, like, well, this is being inauthentic. Like, you're faking mm. it. But I do think that in many situations, we're experiencing a mix of emotions. We're feeling right. angry. We're feeling frustrated. We're feeling worried. We're feeling insecure. We're feeling stupid. We're feeling angry at ourselves. We're feeling anxious because there's something really important that we're not able to do. And you can decide, well, which one is am I going to let dominate? Or which one am I going to express through my physical thought, my physical actions and expressions? Because clearly, like the woman I saw at the airport, she was distressed, but I'm sure she was also angry and she was also defensive. But because what we were seeing most clearly was just the dismay at having missed what was clearly an extremely important flight, it brought out a different response in others. And she wasn't playing a damsel in distress. She was just somebody who was like, And we've all been there when it's like, I have to get where I'm going. I have to get there. Yeah. And anything that gets in the way is just, you know, you you don't know what to do with yourself. And it it is, like you say, it's it's so unpleasant for other people to be on the other end of all of that negative emotion. It makes them less capable of responding constructively. Well, yes, because then they have a physical reaction to your vitriol, not yours, but one's vitriol. Yes. And so, um, yes, everybody's then caught. Yes. So um, I think this is so good. I just know it's going to take some doing on yes. my part <laughs> to implement it. Yes, we'll have to like But it's a lifelong lesson. Yeah. But and also I would just as a drive-by um, callback, I would say that a good thing to remember in such situations is something we talked about a long, long time ago, which is to say to someone, 
what would you do if you were in my shoes? Yes. Because often that helps everybody stay constructive because it's like, well, what would what would you do? Yes. Um, that also is kind of calming um, in, in situations like that. Well, let us know if you do try this at home and how showing your need and not your anger or frustration works for you in a difficult moment. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, go to the show notes. These are the complete show notes that are on our website, not on the app. That's at happiercast.com slash 339. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack that will help you make a night more special. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Elizabeth, now for a happiness hack. And we're always looking for ways to elevate a situation, but, you know, things that are not difficult to do, things that are not expensive to do. And a listener had a great idea of how to elevate a moment without much time or expense. Yes, this comes from Diana. She says, I wanted to celebrate two close friends. I elevated our dinner party with two giant balloons in the shape of champagne bottles, easy to get at our local party store. It made the night feel so special and gave them a memento to bring home. Gretch, how have we not done this? I don't know. You know, and I, first of all, I love a helium balloon. 
and balloons are so fun. But you only, I only think of them really for children. Yes. And I didn't, I never thought like something that's specifically like, congratulations. Um, that is really, really fun. And Diana sent a picture and, you know, they were all kind of socially distanced outside yeah. in the front yard. <laughs> you know, so it was casual. But the champagne bottles clearly made it like, ooh, we're having a big celebration. Festive. So I feel very festive. And again, kind of that personalized touch that you're always saying, like the more personalized something feels, like the more special it feels. And it really did change the whole look of it. And so, yeah, this seems so simple and so fun. Yeah. And side note, I think a lot of grocery stores now have, you know, you can get a balloon there and they'll fill it for oh, you. So, because yeah. I always think of getting balloons as such a to-do, yeah, right. but I think it's gotten a lot easier just to get a balloon filled yeah. up. So yeah. I'm going to do this. Thank you, yeah. Diana. Yeah. I don't think they do that in New York, but I have seen that in other cities and it might be worth just like taking a look to see what's on offer yes. for the future, because it might be the kind of thing where you don't need a giant... Uh, you know, Cupid now, right. but then in two years from now, you're like, oh, I'm having a Valentine's party. Maybe I should get like the giant red Cupid. And yes. you just know then that it's there. So excellent hack. Thank you. Okay. Now for a know yourself better question. Now, of course, I'm always thinking about the five senses and I, I, gosh, I just love thinking about the five senses. So one of the senses that I've been exploring, obviously, is the sense of touch and I think a really interesting question is, when it comes to texture, what do you enjoy most? Mm. And I put this on Facebook because I was curious to see what people said. So I got a lot of interesting comments on Facebook. But so listen, let me start out by asking you, okay, here's my question. What do you enjoy most? Something plush, warm, and fuzzy or furry, like a dog or a heavy robe. Something smooth, cool, and fine, like a silky scarf or polished crystal. Something gritty or rough, like burlap or a sandy beach. What are the textures that you enjoy? Uh, so I really like that smooth, like the polished rock. Like oh, the yeah. rocks, you know, that you can go yes. and they have a big Crystals. bin and you can yes. make, yes. Yeah. I love that smooth feeling. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, Gretchen, remember when I was young, I would always ask for satin sheets. Yes. I wanted satin sheets. I never got them. Maybe that'll be something I get myself in my adulthood. Well, you have your blankie, which is your precious blanket yeah. that, you know, is like your most important yes. like, non-family item. It has satin. Yes. And so as do you pay special attention to that or it's just part of the whole blankie experience? Yeah, well, it's so tattered at this point that it's yeah. not the same. But yes, it right. had a satin rim around it, yeah. which I always loved. Now, yeah, yeah it's, it's not too satiny now. Yeah. But, and why did you want satin sheets? And the same thing. I love that feel of just smoothness. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people have satin pillowcases and I, maybe I should get myself one. Well, and I think that's also about like your hair and your skin yes. and everything. Yes. Um, but yeah, but it's very cool. Yes. Now see, I like things that are more velvety and plush. Interesting. Like, I like things like velvet or like springy moss. Or like really thick cotton socks. I like that mm. plushness. Mm -hmm. One thing a lot of people mention, well, they mentioned dog fur and cat fur, but many people mention dog's ears. And I'm like, I keep meaning every time I see Barnaby, I've forgotten to do this, but I'm like, I never really noticed the texture of his ears. So I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. I got to like check out that. 
Yes, dogs' ears are very silky and soft. Oh. They're known for that. I don't remember that, particularly with Paddywhack, Archnauser, or (laughs) Barnaby, but I'll, okay, I'm going to check that out. A lot of people also mentioned cotton or linen, especially that had been much washed, so it's Mm. sort of a combination between rough and smooth. I thought that was really interesting. But the thing about this Know Yourself Better question is once you've identified something that gives you particular pleasure, then you can look for ways to amplify it. Like, Elizabeth, you're thinking, well, maybe I should get satin sheets or a silk pillowcase. Or maybe maybe for your birthday, I would give you a polished lapis lazuli crystal Mm. that is like a beautiful color to look at, but then is also like really soothing to hold and to enjoy the texture of it. Or maybe I would buy a velvet pillow because I think... Yes. Oh, well, not only would it look nice, but it would be something that I would enjoy just like rubbing my hands against and having the, the, the pleasure of that physical experience. It's just funny because before we discussed this, it never even crossed my mind to try to incorporate no. the yeah. smoothness into my life. But now, now it seems like such an obvious thing to do. Well, it's funny because ever since I started studying touch, it's like, you know how you're always like, don't touch, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. I'm like, touching, 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 touching. Yeah. Um, and once you start paying attention, like there is so much pleasure in it. I was in the Met because I go to the Met every day and there are these giant Egyptian sculptures made of gray whack, which I didn't know what it was, but gray mm. whack, you just want to like lick it. You want to touch it. It's cool. It's gray. It's smooth. It's like just <laughs> incredibly tempting. And there was this giant sarcophagus made of gray whack. And there was somebody, no kidding, just full on rubbing his hands against it. Like, like he was washing a car, not just like sticking out a little tiny, you know, surreptitious finger. And I'm like, does he know you're not supposed to touch? Because like, this is, yeah, I was like, do I need to report him? Fortunately, I like kind of looked around to see if a guard was noticing, you know. And then the guy stopped and walked away. But I was like, I I, I know what that feels like. I mean, I've wanted to do that too, because sometimes you just... You yes. see something and you just so much want to touch it. He was probably a rebel, Gretch. <laughs> well, think about what you love to touch. Let us know because it is fascinating to hear um, what people like. Oh, wearing shoes and not wearing shoes. I have to wear shoes, but a lot of people love the feeling of texture under their feet. Mm. I can't stand that, but some people love it. It's just it's just once you've identified it, once you know yourself better, then you can amplify it, um, as we said, and that's so fun. Yes. And now a listener question. So, of course, with listener questions, often we will propose an answer, but sometimes we kick it back to you listeners mm-hmm. because this is beyond us. We need, <laughs> we need everyone to weigh in to so- help someone solve a difficult challenge. And this week's listener question, we are going to throw out to you all for answers. Um, We are keeping the uh, person anonymous because it's a touchy subject. She says, I need your help with a coworker who never stops talking. I am a single woman in her late 20s who struggled when we had to work from home during COVID. The loneliness was too much. So now that we have the option to come into the office, I take advantage of it. Coming into the office is not required, so only a handful of people do so. During COVID, my team gained a new member who also now decides to come into the office. His desk is right next to mine, and most days it's just me and him. He is also mid-20s and lives alone, so comes in for the company too. The issue is he is the most talkative person I have met. 
He asks rhetorical questions all day long about things that are not work-related. I do enjoy idle chat here and there, but he does it all day long to the point where it's really affecting me. I tried the headphone trick, but he will expect me to take them out to talk to me. I have started to resent him, which just makes it worse. I really do not want to resort from working from home again, so I did not know what to do. Tough one. That's a tough one because, I mean, the first response that you have is wear headphones. Yes. But she's tried that. And so it sounds like this is somebody who's really ignoring her cues. Like she's trying to send out the social message like, I'm working, I'm concentrating, I'm not in a place where I want to have that chat right now and it and he's just not picking up on that so so like the subtle things are not going to work yes one thing i would say gretchen is to say like for the next two hours i really need to concentrate on work and not talk like to go over and declare it yeah and what will probably help is if she puts it on her like i'm going to be really tempted to talk so help me and don't talk to me and don't you know yeah Um, so it's like she wants to talk she just can't talk Exactly. I mean, it's hard because they probably both are just so starved for social companionship that they want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what he's usually like because he's new. Was he always this talkative or is this because of isolation from the pandemic? And when things all hopefully go back to normal, he won't be that way. Yeah. Maybe he'll be different. And also there'll be more people to absorb it because part of the problem now is just the two of them. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that their deaths are right next to each other. I wonder if she could without being obviously uh, obnoxious about it, like pick up and move into like a conference room if there's an empty conference room and shut the door so he can't just lean over and talk to her. But that may not be possible depending on the computer situation and and whatever. This is clearly a problem that many people deal with, Gretchen, even pre-pandemic. I think this is one of those problems that arises for everybody at some time. Um, So I'm dying to hear what our listeners have done to cope with this issue. Yes. So let us know. We will return to this with everyone's suggestions, because as you say, it's something that comes up in a lot of different contexts, which is basically someone keeps talking to you. And inter- I mean, you, we experience this as third graders when like your neighbor keeps talking yes. to you and you're getting in trouble for talking to your neighbor. And you're like, I'm not talking to my neighbor. My neighbor's talking to me. Yes. And I don't know what to do. Um, oh, my so, gosh. That is so true. Yeah. What do you do if your third grade teacher isn't marching over and establishing good work and work com- yes. um, circumstances? The modern day version of that, Gretchen, <laughs> is with remote learning and in, in Jack's class, who's messaging who? People messaging each other oh. during classes. It was the new um, um, whispering to your neighbor, to neighbor yes. passing notes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Okay. So let us know your suggestions. We need to know. Coming up, I've got a gold star for our mother. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. 
Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up first this week with a happiness demerit. Yeah, so I mentioned that I'm working on my book about the five senses, and as one of the exercises that I'm doing for that book and and research, I'm doing what's my album of now, which is when I'm trying to create a record of just what's in the refrigerator, what's in the drugstore, what does my closet look like, what does my bedroom look like, just to create an album of now. And I got sort of halfway through it and then got stuck. And this is the demerit. This is the kind of project that I know from experience is much easier to just start and finish, like get yourself organized and like do it in one stretch. And I got stuck in the middle and now I'm going to have to retrace my steps because I'm like, what did I upload? Where is it? You know, I've made more work for myself because now I don't exactly remember how I set everything up. Whereas if I had said like, you know what, I'm not going to let myself stop until I've completed this. It would have been, first of all, I would have had the satisfaction of finishing it right away. And I think now I'm going to have to just do a lot of redundant work to to just figure out how Mm. I left things. And I kind of knew that at the time. And I was like, oh no, well, I'll come back to this in a couple of hours. But of course now it's been weeks Oh, um, uh, yes. As so often happens. So yes, that's my demerit. Yes. I got to go back and do my album of now, which now, okay, now is now um, many weeks ago. So <laughs> when is now? Um, but Alyssa, what is your gold star? Okay, I am giving a big gold star to mom. 
So, Gretch, when I, as I said, I'm in Kansas City, and when I arrived and I put our stuff down in our room, I saw that mom, totally unbeknownst to me, had made this huge scrapbook um, mm. from my wedding. Yeah, uh, which is like 14 years ago now. Um, <laughs> but it is a huge, it's this gorgeous shade of green, first of all, the actual book. And it says Elizabeth and Adam on it. And then you open it and it follows our whole sort of wedding history from the save the date card, which by the way, I told mom, I forgot we had a save the date card, <laughs> to the invitations for my shower and for the rehearsal dinner, uh, which were so gorgeous, and the wedding. And then what she did, which is really great, is in each sort of section, she put an envelope and put printed pictures from that mm, event. Right. Well, that's like an album of now from the past. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I have all these great just photos of friends and family, and you know what they were from, you know, and the exact date. And it is just gorgeous. And it has like a sketch of our wedding cake. And I mean, it's just so beautiful and thoughtful. And, you know, mom does everything to yeah. perfection, of yeah. course. Yeah. And this was her pandemic project, which ah, I don't I had ooh. no idea she was doing. Total surprise. And it's so thoughtful. I would, as you know, Gretch, never have done this. This would never no. have happened. No. So uh, thank you to mom for this yeah. amazing thing that I'll have my whole life and treasure that I didn't even know was coming. It was just right, this right, gift right. from the blue. Well, and it might be even more fun to have it now than if you had gotten it like six months after your wedding. Because oh, yes. now you, you're like, I forgot about that dress that I wore to that shower. Oh, or, well, gosh, I remember how. Like so much time has gone by that now it's all like exciting yes. and fresh. Yes. Yeah. No, it really was wonderful. So thank you to mom for that. Gold star to our mother. The resources for this week. If you are giving one of my books as a gift or you want to personalize your own copy, you can request a free signed book plate. I'll share a direct link to the request form in the show notes, or you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and request a signed book plate. I'm very sorry. I can do these only for the U.S. and Canada only because of mailing costs, but feel free to ask for as many as you like within reason. And do do you know that I have a dedicated resource hub related to the four tendencies? This is new. Um, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies, F-O-U-R tendencies, you can learn more about the framework and about how to apply it in various settings, like at work, with families, with sweethearts, children, and to help you build the habits that you want to master. Mm. Elizabeth, what are we reading? I am reading Lady Parts by Deborah Kopakin. And I am reading two books right now, The Waves by Virginia Woolf. My summer of Virginia Woolf is going slowly but surely. And Open House by Patricia Williams. Mm, good title. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. When facing a difficult problem, try to show your need, not your anger. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, word of mouth really is the best to help us find new listeners. 
If you are listening to us right now on a device, look on your screen and at the bottom, you'll see a way to click through to send an email or text to someone with a link to this episode. If you know someone who you think would enjoy the show, please send them the link so they learn about us. But not if you're driving, of course. Um, It really is a huge help to us if you can do it safely. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Gretchen, um, speaking of the laundry room, can you see like mom and dad have such a good background? They have all these gorgeous photos yes. hanging in the laundry room. It's better yes. than my background in my no, office and it's like in that, Encino. No, and it's like that terracotta orange yeah. color. It's very flattering and like interesting on the screen. I know. No, it's the Ooh. best background I've had <laughs> since pandemic is in mom and dad's uh, laundry room. Right. But if you pointed it the other way, it would not be quite so scenic. <laughs> That's true. That is true. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.